content creator, and live streamer. For books and more, visit my website, www.jctheauthor.net. For my live streams, such as my author interviews and the Three-Headed Monster live streams, please visit me on IG and Twitter at JC Storyteller. Also on YouTube, as well as Facebook, facebook.com backslash jctheauthor. Salute. Welcome to GCU Author Interviews. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Get Caught Up Podcast Author Interviews. I am your host, Untamed, and once again, welcome, welcome, welcome. As always, I thank you all for always continuing to support and listen into the show and also giving your ear and your support to the authors who grace our stage and you know i always gotta show love to our sponsors and our supporters without you guys none of this would be possible so major love to canada danae xombxd all of y'all guys with y'all initials that y'all want me to shout out y'all little initials, but y'all gonna have to give me these names, okay? <laughs> <laughs> also, major love out to Tyler Landscaping, Jones, uh, <clears throat> Jones Landscaping, and also out to Jones Pressure Washing. Thank you guys for just your donations and your love and your sponsorship. And also want to give a major shout out to Diamonds Literary World. Thank you so, so much. We appreciate you as well. Well, you guys, we are chuckling along, and of course, I have my lovely, lovely co-host on the line with me, Miss Crystal, my love of books. How are you doing? I'm great, and yourself? Hi, everyone. Hello, hello. Well, it's always a pleasure, you know, meeting up with you and talking and being able to discuss these great books, because I love your feedback and your energy. You know that, though. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) I love the books because I love me some books. <laughs> I know that's right. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> I do too. I just look. I I love to write them. I love to read them. I just wish I had more time to read I more know. books. Like I need a whole nother me to read some more books. So you know, mm. that's true. 
That is how it is. But you guys tonight, we're not going to hold you. We're going to dive right in. We have a very special guest tonight, and we have Mr. Elijah R. Freeman with us on the line. I am going to read you guys his bio, and then we're going to jump right on into it. Elijah R. Freeman is from Riverdale, Georgia, and is quickly becoming known as the future of urban fiction. Having experienced the trenches on both the streets and behind the wall, he gives you specifics. A far cry from the general tales of hood life the urban genre has become accustomed to. In 2011, he was inspired to write urban fiction after reading Trust No Man by Lockdown Production CEO Cash. After many rejected manuscripts, he signed with TMA, and in 2017, he released his de debut novel, To Live With No One to Love. Encouraged by his writing mentor, Thomas Habersham, author of Circle of Death, he took, a took up a correspondence course with the Stratford Center Institute. And after obtaining his creative writing diploma, he signed his first traditional contract alongside the urban face who had inspired him as a juvenile. He hopes to deliver a positive message to his generation in a way that will that they'll receive and prove without contradiction that urban fiction is alive and well. Welcome to the UP Hot Seat. Mr. Elijah R. Freeman, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? We're doing yeah. great. Glad that you're here. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so, Elijah, I am going to ask you, you know, we always want to get to know the authors and stuff first. So my first question up for you is, you know, what made you want to go into writing? What urged you, you know, give you that kick to say, I want to be a published author? Well, I had came to a point in my life uh, where... I, you know, I always wanted to be like a rapper. And then I just... I looked around and I'm just like, I know so many people that wanted to rap, you know, coming from where I'm from, you know, everybody either has hoop dreams of football or they want to rap. And, you know, I had always been an avid reader. And like, uh, like my bio says, like I came across Trust No Man by Cash. And, you know, at that time, well, before that time, I have, I was that, you know, people get paid for writing about, you know, um, just my lifestyle uh, that I was on at that time. And so when I that, I figured I know people who, who want to rap, but I don't know not one person my age well, where I was from the author. And so you know, I just wanted to uh, be a you know, give a, uh, a um, the word I'm looking for just a, a, a more positive or I was representation of yes hmm, okay so can That's... I ask a question I'm sorry can oh, I since you decided yes. to write what age was it when you started to write 18 really yeah I was 18 and I was I was you know I was young I was young doing it and uh right like I was just I was writing them, writing like composition book, and um, no, I didn't really get. I was just writing them, but I didn't really get serious till I was like twenty two. 
Right. I was like 22. And then when I got serious about it, uh, I was going about it, though. But I didn't really understand the publishing industry. And like, I didn't have any help, you know, outside of my fiance because it was, it was like, as far as like my circle and where I was from, like, it, it was like uncharted territory, you know. And a lot of them didn't even read, let alone write. So, you know, I was like, I was ordering books off of Amazon, um, just trying to figure out basically, and certain words was just standing out to me, like, uh, like author platform, submission guidelines, different things was standing out to me. But all of these was like foreign terms. So I couldn't, it was like kind of like complicated. And, you know, it didn't really make sense to me, but I just kept writing in it. Talk about, I know, because you have, you know, the future of urban fiction, but you also have Urban Ain't Dead. Do you want to talk to our audience about what Urban Ain't Dead is? Right. Urban Ain't Dead is, uh, it's the publishing voice of the trenches. We're a publishing company. We put our urban fiction, street literature, and urban romance. And basically, we're just giving the hood back a voice, you know, um, the misfortunate, the, the misunderstood, um, the misrepresented. And, you know, we're just dedicated to that. We're building a team of phenomenal authors and, you know, we're just gearing up for the takeover, you know? So how big do you see Urban Ain't Dead being? You know, how big? Like big, big, bigger than big, whatever the biggest it can be. Like, what is your future goals for Urban Ain't Dead? I just see us being great. I see us being a household name. <clears throat> being a household name just for this genre. Um, I'm think, speaking in terms of just the old greats, uh, Triple Crown Publishing, Terry Woods, um, uh, Wahida, like this great, this big, because uh, I feel like, I just feel like the genre, this is another reason why I, I wanted to write so bad because like I have genuine, I have genuine love for this genre, and I feel like a lot of authors was giving the game a black eye, like with the uh, with the print on demand, uh, with the print on the wet demand boom. You had a lot of people just entering the industry, and you know their focus was just basically on monetary gains. Uh, while we all enter into this to make money overall, like it's deeper than that for me, you know, like. I feel like there are stories that need to be told because like I like I said, like I feel like we're misunderstood, mis misrepresented, you know, and I just want to give you the real um specific, you know, uh which is a far cry from the general. And I believe that that's what urban fiction fans have become accustomed to, you know, due to all the material that's been put out. And so like that's what I wanna do. I wanna put out, you know, this dope street lit. And that's wow. Yeah, I just wanted to say real quick, wow, because when he was talking about, you know, his publication coming, when he said that he wanted to be huge, the first thing that popped in my head was to say, oh, he want to be triple crowd back then in the day. He said it, and I was like, yeah, exactly the first thing that hit my mind. I was like, triple crown. He, look, we we was excited to see the books drop from them authors, and they not still rock with a lot today, like T Styles and all of them. They are just, you know, they still hardcore and humble to this day so i i love the fact that you you pay homage to that so kudos kudos but i'm gonna back up go ahead crystal <laughs> well that's what i was getting ready to ask him like what's the misconception that people get about urban fiction and he just really said it already so he did answer it's, the question 
I gotta say, it's it's more to it than than just that. It's like, um, uh, people are getting a misconception that you know once once you read once one urban fishing story, you read them all, and that's because uh, I wouldn't call it plagiarism, but you know it's just watered down, and people are basically doing the same thing, you know, and it's a way to. Uh, you know, without it becoming repetitive, because you know, uh, in speaking in terms of street lit and urban fishing, you know, it's it's pretty much the same thing from hood to hood, but there are different stories and there are different perspectives that I don't even think people hit on. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, like I've never, uh, like I've never caught a story from you know from the point of view of a, of a bus driver who who drives buses in the hood. You know, it's just different. You know, it's it's different things that you know uh, that I just feel like haven't been touched on. You know, and I want to do that. And then not even just that, but like just how it seems like everybody hits. You know, everybody hits uh, million dollar licks, and you know what I'm saying. They always got the uh, they always got the, the the red bone female with the green eyes. Like, you know, what about what about the guys that like? Um, they're like plus size women, but you know, just the, the everybody hitting million dollar licks, and uh, you know, or this this person getting killed, shot point blank range in the head, and, and part one, and mysteriously, miraculously coming back alive in book five. Or you know, what I'm saying I don't know where where you know where these people from, but where I'm from, you know, that type of stuff don't happen. And so what I'm giving them is it's urban fiction, but really what I'm giving you is fictional realism. Right. Mm. And I love the fact that you're doing that. Um, you know, so I'm, that's going to kind of like segue me into the first book I read from you was Tales from the Dale. So can you like give us a little bit about that book? Right. Uh, see, with Tales from the Dale, <laughs> you know, that's. I didn't expect that book to come up tonight at all. So like, you know. <laughs> Um, thanks for that. Uh, but, about my favorite book. Right. See, uh, when I originally wrote those short stories, I wrote those short stories with the hopes of um, possibly getting in a a major urban company's uh, like an anthology, but it just it oh, wasn't okay. right, right, and it wasn't happening, you know, and, and I wanted to do. You know, just multiple, multiple, um, multiple anthologies, just to, you know, just to get my name out there a little more. And when it didn't happen, and um, it, and you know, we started Urban Ain't Dead. I was like, you know, this would be just a good, you know, just a good way to just get my feet wet. But really, what I wanted to do with this book is, um, every all the three of the stories that were in there, chill out, Mon Dukes and Money Blessings, they were all cautionary tales. You know, and they all had a moral behind them. And uh, so basically, um, I'm asked all the time, too, uh, what what separates um, from other urban fiction authors. And I like to believe that I found a, a way to deliver positive messages to my generation in a way that they'll receive. Uh, and you did with Tales from the Dale. I can definitely say that. Right. And it's, it's sort of like... Yeah, it's sort of like the way uh, how pharmaceuticals did Flintstone gummies when they put the vitamins in it. You know, right. if, I, if, I, if I give you something that you need, but I put it in something that appeals to you, then I don't have to force you to take it. And that's, you know, mm -hmm. that was my whole 
that, and that's what I do, and that's what I do with, with all my stories. Um, a fun fact is uh, that Mon Dukes, the story of Mon Dukes, is it's the only story that I that I wrote to this day where it was actually a true story, word for word, from beginning to the end, and it was just like a crazy day I had when I was like sixteen. You know, I so feel like that. I I mean that story right there. You had me crying. Like I'm a big baby. Like I am. I'm like sensitive, especially when it comes to children. I don't care how old you are. If you're a child, you're a child. And like I was literally sitting here tearing. I was like, why he do this? Like why am I sitting here crying? But I understood coming because you know, like what you was as a child and what you went through in that story. And you know, you thinking the whole time what he did during that story. The whole time was he was just always thinking about his mother. You know how he was. Like, what would my mother think? You know, I can be home with my mother, but instead I'd rather be out here. And you just always kept on worrying about your mother through that story. And when you needed her, you called her and she said, come home. I was like, okay, I'm done. So that one right there, I feel like it's something that all kids who are going through things in the street need to read. Because we think, you know, children think that their parents are not going to be there for them when they did so much wrong. But if you a parent who love your child, no matter what they did wrong, we there for you. We're going to always be there. So that's absolutely, that absolutely resonated. But I'm kind of glad that and I'm just going to say it. I'm kind of glad that you did not get that with a publishing company, because I think they would have stifled that story so much. The entire book so much. So yeah, I'm especially if you're you're doing like a true story, then right. you do wanna you wanna keep it as authentic as you can, you know. And sometimes it does happen, you know, with a publishing company, they they you know they'll tend to water it down because sometimes their 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 vision is obscured to what your messaging is. And right here is just a good time for me for us to go to break really quick, and then when we come back. Elijah, are you going to read a snippet from your book for us? Right, right. I most definitely will. Okay. All right. We will be right back. And when we come back, we are going to give the floor to Mr. Elijah R. Freeman so he can read the snippet from his book, The Hottest Summer Ever. We'll be right back in just one moment. We all know reading is fundamental. When you visit KB's Bookshelf, you can find books in multiple genres to entertain and educate. Writers can even find literary services of value to their success, like our ever-popular manuscript critique and book review. Reading allows us to escape, explore, and share our experiences. I hope you'll visit us today at www.kbsbookshelf.com and allow us to take you on your next adventure. This is author, poet, playwright, and founder of Me Time Book Club, Kay Roche. Check out my latest novel, All Things Work Out Well, wherever books are sold. You can also follow me on Instagram at k.roche. Book reviews matter. Now back to the show. Hello, 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 and we are back. We are back. 
And I am going to give the floor to Mr. Elijah so that he can go ahead and grace us with the snippet from his book. You guys, I want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy a little taste of the hottest summer ever. Elijah, you have the floor whenever you're ready. All right. When I didn't hear her exiting, I pulled the covers back from over my head. She stood there looking down on me, and for the first time, I realized that we were about the same height. She was a small woman, soft, sandy skin with full lips and dark brown eyes. Her hair was in a ponytail, as it was required to be by the rules, but she was looking good for an older woman. I could tell she was very pretty in her younger years. I wasn't one to converse with officers, but from what I could see, she seemed fair, as if she would help you in any way. At the end of the day, she was still the police. I couldn't see past the badge. What? I said, growing frustrated. She had already woke me up out of my sleep. I could have been dreaming about free world shit. I could care less about being off lockdown. As long as the clock kept ticking, no long-term confinement for all I cared. You holding up all right in here, she asked. The way she asked, it sounded like she was asking something else entirely. I know when people have ulterior motives. I wasn't as clear by far. But I had a feeling this visit was bigger than my time served on lockdown. What's that supposed to mean? She, she smiled. I see you have a spirit of discernment. I don't know nothing about no spirits, but I can smell bullshit from a mile away. Ma'am, I see. I sat up. You see what? You have a lot more sense than you let on. Okay, wait. Hold up. Here you go. You're doing it again. Doing what? You keep on swinging double-edged swords. Was that an insult or a compliment? Because it could have been either or. There's no need to be so defensive, love. I didn't come in here to down you, nor do I judge. Judging is for God. But if one must judge, they can judge themselves. The Bible says that he who is without sin cast the first stone. You see me now, but you don't know where I've been. I'm far from perfect, love. All right, all right. That was a snippet from the hottest summer ever. Let me... All right, you got me when you said about um, got a spirit of discernment, but you can say that BS from a mile away. <laughs> when you said when she pulled the covers back, I already knew what scene it was. Like right there, one thing I can say about Kush. So Kush is the main character in this book. That chick took no mess from no one, no one. But I feel like that that CO was what she needed at that time in her life and during that time while she was in jail. So like, what made you, that scene right there was powerful. Powerful. What made you put that scene in there? Um, okay, so this is, it's, this is what's, what's wild is that this scene was originally not in the book. What? It, it wasn't, right. It, originally, it wasn't in the book at all. And so, um, you know, just earlier in my bed or whatever, like I, like I used to collect quotes. I used to collect a lot of quotes. Um, you know, it gave me like a a, a better understanding on life, and it summed it summed it up with just like a phrase, you know. And so, uh, my my mother, uh, her last name is Johnson. That's why I would inspire that character too. Um, she had sent me. She, she used to send them to me in the mail and different people who supported me, you know, they would send them to me. And so that night, the night I wrote this scene, she had sent me uh, a lot of them. And so like, as I was reading them and I was like, man, this is deep. Like, 
you know, if, if and I was looking around the dorm and I'm like, if if some of these people were just exposed to this or uh, I wasn't thinking about, you know, just my peers on the street, like if they was exposed to this, like it'll make them look at life in a different way, you know, and so I went through it and I circled, I circled all the, you know, just all the quotes that, you know, that I felt like needed to be heard. And then I just freestyled a whole scene. Like I, I looked at the manuscript and I was like, where can I, where can I slide these in at? And just one scene where I could get all of these in, you know, and then I just was like, okay, uh, I could just have somebody, you know, try to speak some positivity into her life. But I was just, just thinking on the perfect person to do that. And she seemed to be the right person for the job. And so, you know, I hollered at Miss Johnson and Miss Johnson said she'd go in there and talk to her. And so we made it happen. Love it. Love it. <laughs> do you have a question, Untamed? I do have one question. So this is this is what I want to ask you. And I just just looking at the cover and looking at the name, have you ever gotten any feedback as as it relates to the coldest winter ever? Because they had the uh the similar names of the cover. So have you gotten any feedback in regards to that or would or did you have that in mind when you created the cover, we created the title? Right. I've gotten all sorts of feedback. I don't sure you can imagine. Um <laughs> like I've got negative feedback, I've got positive feedback. Uh man, one 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 lady went as far as to she did like a post about me on Facebook and was like, this is just the the absolute definition of uh it not being creative and this that, and the third, you know. And you know, I just took it for what it was, you know. Like I don't, you know, I don't respond. Like I like I'm I'm probably uh like as far as the coldest, the coldest winner ever, I'm I'm pretty sure like I don't even think anybody probably ever read that book as many times as I have. And it was more so of a salute to the great. Like I like I always pay homage if you listen to you know all of my interviews or you know, I always pay homage to the greats. And so um Basically, like the idea where even originally inspired me to write this book. I wrote this book back when, matter of fact, this, I wrote this book back when I was 18. I wrote it when I was 18 and I filled up a whole composition book. It was like 60 pages front and back, you know, and it was originally, it was called All Work, No Play. And then it went to, uh, I changed it to um, Platinum Kush. And then I changed it to to live with no one to love. When it was originally published, it was published under a self-publishing deal to live with no one to love. I took it down, but if you go to Amazon and you type in Elijah Offering, you can still see the cover. And so, you know, um, I, I I started writing it because when I was 18, I I read um, the coldest winner ever for the second time, and you know, I kind of got the idea like, man, like, you know. Like what if winter was? What if winter was? If she grew up down south, like instead of instead of you know like New York, what what would it have been like for for this character if you know she if she grew up in you know in Georgia in Atlanta in the city, and so that's what originally sparked it. But you know, um, I write character driven stories, not plot based driven stories, and so you know I just go with the characters with with the character flow, and so. You know, they went to talking to each other and they was interacting and it just came up with this, this 
crazy stories, you know? Right. And so, yeah. And so, like, when I when I uh, decided to take it down um, from under TMA and put, put it out, you know, under Urban and Dead, you know, I just went back to the roots, like, what originally inspired it. And so I just went with the hottest song ever, you know, so... I like that, and I like the fact that, you know, you said, hey, it was the story itself that inspired me, and so it was my way of paying homage. And, you know, I always say, for the negative feedback, I always like to get people to say, well, you know, talk to the person to see what their motive was, you know what I'm saying? Um, because it's like, yours is homage. You, you, That was something that inspired you. So I like that, and I like the fact that you did, you know, you gave that that honor to, to Sister Soldier because it was something that did inspire you. And I think that, you know, a lot of people can learn from that. You know, they can learn from That's that. That's true. So. That's true. Right. And it's no different, you know, and, and I I, uh, I even acknowledge her in my acknowledgement, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, it's different, like, uh, and I actually did, a, I actually did like a, a blog post on this on my, uh, on my author website, freemanreads.com, and it's called um, From Music to Books, Same Shit, Different Toilet Bowl. You know, it's it's so many, yeah, it's so many similarities, you know, it's so many similarities within, like, the music industry and the publishing industry that it's not even funny, you know, and it, it would, I guess it would take being exposed to it to know it. It's just like, uh, like, and, and, you know, once I, once I made that connection, it made everything in the book industry different. It, you know, it made it more relatable to me and it changed a, a lot of stuff, you know. And so uh, that's why I'm really just having fun with it. But I say that to say that it's no different, you know, uh, how you have these you have these new rappers coming in the game and, you know, they might sample like you know, just, a, uh, you know, from like an old rapper or, you know, just how uh, um how they might just redo, might redo a song like, you know, Tory Lanez redoing like Armstrong or, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, or, Megan Thee Stallion doing uh, uh, Girls in the Hood, you know, from the old NWA. You know, it's, just, right. it's no different from right. that, you know, but the, the like the publishing industry is just so stiff, you know what I'm saying? That's why, mm-hmm. you know, like Urban ain't dead. Like, man, we started a, 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 a new era in urban fiction. Like, man, let's, it's, you know, let, let, let's have fun with it, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, mm-hmm. bring on professionalism of it, you know what I'm saying? But let's have fun with it, you know? That's why I started doing soundtracks. Uh, hosted by some of the hottest DJs from DJ Real, DJ Swamp Izzo, you know what I'm saying? And and, and the type, you know, for my skits, you know, like my skits, it may be a book review that reviewed my book, you know what I'm saying? I might have, you know, I might have prominent rappers and just different people that I network with, you know, that, you know, they, they show up because they see the grind and they see the struggle. And, you know, and my approach is always authentic and I'm a team player. So, mm-hmm. uh, definitely you are. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and you know and i understand exactly what you're saying because and and they you know it's on the music side they absolutely do you know i i grew up in i always say my 90s era is the best era so Me now too. you know now that i'm up here you know with right. my with my kids i'm sitting here and this beat come on and i'm singing a totally different song but i'm like that's okay i'll rock with this too i don't know the lyrics but when that part come on i'm gonna sing my part you sing yeah. yours <laughs> mm-hmm. but you right. know it connects us but you know and it's not something that's new you know we did it <laughs> to them and the, and the generation before did it and the generation before so it's absolutely you know it's just building 
upon a legacy and you know also paying that type of homage and keeping those traditions and those things alive because it's timeless you know just like just like music books are timeless they really know? are they yeah. are timeless they're timeless classics well crystal did you have any more questions for i us? sure do i got like two more that i can probably put into one question it's gonna be like a two-parter so one of my questions is who was your favorite character in the hottest summer ever and who was your least favorite character and tell me why mm, my favorite character in the hottest summer ever it would have to be polo mm. uh, right i'm gonna say polo because um I don't know. He just was free spirited. Like he just wanted he to was. get his money and just have fun. And you know what I'm saying? And he was he was he was down for his people. Like if he rocked with you, he rocked with you. You know what I'm saying? That's right. what he was talking about. Uh least favorite. Least favorite. Least favorite. Least favorite. Least favorite. Um least favorite. I would have to say, I would have to say Chelsea. I say Chelsea because uh. um, <laughs> yeah, like, I just don't, you know, just this loyalty, you know, and just, you know, I just, it's just something that I just can't, I can't relate to, I can't rock with, you know what I'm saying? Regardless of what the circumstances was or were, you know, it's just, it's just not acceptable. But I have to, I have to say her, just, she okay. was just too connecting, like, you know, like, right. So no, let me I, ask you, that kind of brought me into the second question, then I'm done with the questions. But since you said she, her disloyalty, now is it disloyalty because it's a urban street lit thing, or is it just disloyalty in general? It's disloyalty in general. Okay. You know, you know, like, you know, if, if, I, if I rock with somebody, um, you know, I'm just like this period. It's not even, you know, it's not even um it's not even uh just you know if I if I rock with somebody, you know what I'm saying? Like, but if you do some if you do something that I feel like it was just slime or I feel like you did me wrong, like you know what I'm saying, I'm just gonna cut you off. But especially like for for me to let's say um me and you know what I'm saying this is my homeboy or or this is my girl, if we fall out. I ain't finna go rock with the ops. You feel what I'm saying? Like I ain't finna go link up with your enemies. Like nah, I, I just ain't. I just ain't rocking with you. You know what I'm saying? Or if I'm gonna get, get at you, but I ain't finna go rock with the ops though. Like nah, you know what I'm saying? So just you know, like when stuff like that happen, I be like, you know what I'm saying? That makes you a snake, you know. And and, and when we ain't rocking with a snake, you know what I'm saying? So I can't even rock with Chelsea. So I, she had to go. And I'm I'm in. <laughs> She did have to go, but you know what shocked me? What you did with that is she was disloyal to her when they were younger, and she come out back as she runs into Chastity again, and then she gives her another chance, and she's still doing the same thing. Like I would have like, girl, you ain't getting no second chance. I probably would have wanted to fight her. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> I would have wanted to fight her because, because like you stood there and watched me get beat up, and you did nothing. So yeah, I would have wanted to fight her. Right, and you see, once when somebody shows you a flaw, that means that flaw really exists. And I'm not saying that you know, I'm not saying that that you shouldn't forgive people, but you shouldn't forget it either. You know, absolutely. So it's like I'm like that. Like I ain't saying we gotta beef, but we ain't gotta be cool neither. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be. Definitely don't want to be. 
But yes, but all I can say, everybody, I don't care what you're doing. Read this book. Like I read urban fiction, but that's not something I read all the time. So, you know, when I've read Elijah's first book, now I feel like anything he put out, I got to read. So I got some catching up to do because he do have other books like Trigger, um, Triggerdale is what, four books in Triggerdale? Uh, it's going to be. It's three as of now. It's Triggerdale, Shots Fired, Triggerdale, Two Hunters Way, and Triggerdale, Three Always Us, and Never Them, which is my first trilogy. So, see, I'm all telling people, and I didn't even really know that. So, you heard it here. He said it's going to be a fourth one, too. I know. That. Look, right. you you manifested the fourth one, honey. That's I mean. showed it <laughs> that real quick. So, definitely. But You yeah. manifested it. Well, oh my goodness, it has been such a pleasure, you know, talking with you, Elijah, and, you know, Crystal, I know you guys talk often, and she spoke so highly of you, she's like, I'm yeah. so happy to hear him talking. Thanks, and you Crystal. Have- You're welcome. Yes. You know, I got you, I got you. Yes. <laughs> I'm just you- impressed. Like, I'm so impressed, for real. Yes, and I am impressed, too. You have imparted such wisdom and you know, for the younger generation and just and your passion for it and your business acumen, you know, yeah. for publishing. And I just want to say kudos to you. I, I, I Like I said, she, I know what she speaks of when she says she's impressed because you have impressed me, blown me away today. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. thank you. And I hope right. that many other people, you know, listen, listen to you and take in what you're saying because you have such a, a valuable voice in this industry. And, really, and that is 100. That's all 100. So I want to give you an opportunity to let people know how they can connect with you and how they can purchase your books. Uh, you can connect with me on Facebook, uh, Elijah R. Freeman. You can follow me on Instagram at The Future of Urban Fiction. You can connect with me on my website, www.freemanreads.com. And you can connect with me on www urbanandead.com, which is also where you can purchase my books, uh, Tales from the Dale and The Hottest Summer Ever. Triggerdale is available on uh, all re- online retail book outlets. If you purchase directly from the Urban Ain't Dead website, you will receive autographed copies. So, yeah, that's the gist of it. I appreciate all the support, and, and thank you guys. For, thank you for having me on here. Oh, you are welcome. We enjoyed having you on. Yes, and and that's I am always a fan of go directly to the author. We need to put the coin yeah. into the author's hand. So go directly to the author and purchase the books. Um, and like you said, you will get an autographed copy. And Miss Crystal, I'm going to give you a chance to let the listeners know how they can connect with you. Okay, so I'm on. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse. I even have a YouTube page. I even have a Pinterest page. And I'm about to bring, yeah, I'm on everything. And I'm (laughs) actually about to bring my blog back. So, you know, me and Elijah talk. So, you know, you're going to be my first feature author. So I have all your information. So I just got to put it together. So thank you for doing that. And, but you would definitely always find me on Instagram because that's like where I'm always at. Cause I can slide in people DMs in a minute. But <laughs> <laughs> look about them books, about them books, and y'all, yeah. y'all slide deals be having all these alternate views. <laughs> I know I slide in about books now. Now I might be sliding about something else, okay? I'm not even gonna sit here and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. Well, you can reach me. I am Author Untamed and I am on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Clubhouse. Did I miss anything? I know. I did not. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm on all of that, all of that. Um, like Crystal, you'll probably find me most on Instagram because that's where I, I thrive at the most is on Instagram. Um, so hit me up. I follow back. I will actually, you know, engage with you. If you are not following the podcast, make sure you are following Get Caught Up Podcast on Instagram at Get Caught Up Podcast and on Twitter at GCU underscore podcast. And our host site, which is Untamed Publishing, please make sure that you follow Untamed Publishing on Facebook at Untamed Publishing, on Twitter at Untamed Pub, and on Instagram at Untamed Publishing LLC. And if you are an author who would like an interview or if you would like any of the services needed for publications, such as proofreading, editing, synopsis writing, or author interviews, make sure that you hit up Untamed Publishing at www.untamedpublishing.net. You can use the contact us for the interviews. And if you would like commercial slides, please make sure you also visit the, <clears throat> the Books of More page on www.untamedpublishing.net for those commercial slides. They are there to service all of your needs if you are an aspiring new or even seasoned author. And also, if you would like to become a sponsor or a donator, you can donate to the Get Caught Up podcast through Cash App at dollar sign, U as an umbrella, P as in Paul, 2016. Or if you'd like to become an official sponsor, just go ahead and go to the website at anchor.fm forward slash get caught up. And there are three packages where you can continue to be an official sponsor there. Well, you guys, again, it has been such a pleasure talking with you, Elijah, and just listening to your wealth of knowledge. You know, it, it always does my heart good to hear young black men speak and speak about positive things and do positive things. So, Thank right. you so so much for joining us, Crystal. No you, yes, you, you are welcome. welcome, Crystal. You know it's always love with you, honey. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. I enjoy. I enjoy my time. This is my. This is one of my favorite spaces. So I love doing the podcast with you. <laughs> yes, thank you. I enjoy. I'm like really, really enjoying this. So yeah, people know. Don't call me on Tuesdays at seven o'clock. I know. <laughs> don't right, ring my phone right. don't ring the bell don't ring no the bell. honey look so thank you guys so much you listeners um the readers for tuning in i appreciate you guys um for rocking with us make sure you also tune in on wednesdays at 1 p.m for hashtag writer wednesdays with miss crystal, crystal. Bringing yes you, bringing you the best <laughs> tips for the for your writing career so be sure to tune into that as well and again good night good night good night they like they like they go again they go again they go again they go again, they go again, they go again, they like go oh no, yo, they go again, they go again, they go again, yo, they go again, they go again, they go again, they go again. I started from the bottom, bottom, bottom.
them haters on the bottom They wanna see me drop, see me locked up in the box But that's cool, cause I can pop up on your block just like a Pikachu Man, you just a memory Put the body corner store, I know that they remember me Drinking on the innocent, smoking on that Christmas tree Every day a holiday, we young is living free And what that mean? That mean that slavery is over I'm drunk, I'm man, no sober I hop about that rover like They like, oh no, yo There you go again There you go again There you go again Yo, there you go again they go again, they go again They like, oh no, yo They go again, they go again They go again Yo, they go again, they go again They go again 50 mad deep, it's 7 in that deep 6 up in that pickup truck, I'll rock your to sleep I got shooters on the inside Go again.